0: You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Amazing
1: Race season 33, right? No, thirty-three. Yes, thirty-three. Okay, it's been a
0: week. I'm a little rusty. <laughs> this seems to be a trend with you. One week, a lot of things happen in a week for you.
1: I know. Um, we're not here to talk about the animated Total trauma uh, Island or action or whatever. We're here to talk about the Amazing Race season 33 uh episode five it's our second restart episode and as you could tell i'm rossi and colin's here colin hello
0: i am here i found my way back um
1: i know you unf- you uh joined much like Rune and natalia you joined yeah exactly
0: like- unfortunately we had to lose jared and Kristen in the process uh there were some yeah,
1: to-
0: <laughs> some <Of course>. visa <laughs> issues <laughs> yeah
1: well, that's a good good let's bring it up now um oh, since yeah. you brought it up uh, Kristen, our dutiful reporter and um, fact checker, decided to not make it for this episode, unfortunately, but she decided to let us know what happened with those four teams that unfortunately could not make it back. We sort of talked about it last episode. You know, we had some rumors going around, but she got down. She went on the interweb. She may be at the dark web. I don't know. But she found out that the four teams and why they didn't come back. So. Connie and Sam. Obviously, we talked about Connie was pregnant. They just had a child, so that that kind of eliminated them. Uh, Caro, I got it right this time. Caro <laughs> um, had a, apparently only had a German passport that was active, and couldn't use it with travel restrictions. On top of breaking up with with Ray, so I mean, it
0: would have been fun like to That's see. the bigger thing there.
1: I I would have loved to see them come back as X's? wouldn't that be fun
0: oh yeah i mean you know some of the i'm not gonna say some of the best but some of the most memorable contestants of all time were X's. so yeah it could have been fun i guess
1: yeah it would have been interesting especially the unique situation of having to restart like that would have been a fun like layer to it you know um we also had anthony spencer who kristen was accurate in saying that he, one of them got a job and couldn't just unfortunately couldn't leave with the timing and everything um, and the most crazy, most true to true life story that we got was with Taylor and Isaiah, who were mm-hmm. apparently in location on Switzerland, in Switzerland, and one of their relatives passed away and they had just had to go home and fortunately couldn't stay. Which is super sad. Like that mm-hmm. would that would crush more than being like an alternate. Like they were there ready to go. And unfortunately they had to pull out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's it's funny. The one that to me didn't make sense was when um uh, Kristen was telling us about the, uh, the, the passport thing for, um, caro. uh, <laughs> so Caro, uh, oh, but, <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, I guess, you know, when I first saw passport, I'm like, wait, but like, what was different 19 months ago? Like she didn't have a passport, like did it expire? But, but I guess it is just the thing about the travel restrictions. Cause obviously, you know, you can travel now, but there are a lot more restrictions. So some things are gonna be very different. Um, but yeah, I would assume that, you know, them maybe not dating anymore could be a bigger thing, which I'm disappointed about because I feel like some of the teams that I was more excited about are the ones that didn't come back. Uh, but I mean, I'm, I, 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 there's always a chance. I, I feel like, especially for the, the non Caro and whatever his name are <laughs> teams, uh, obviously the doors open and I wouldn't be surprised if we see them again, maybe next season or the season after.
1: I mean, if casting or, or sort of reality TV casting goes the way um, that Big Brother Canada season, those people just got canned and no, no <laughs> one cares anymore. So we'll see. I, I mean, I'm not holding my breath. We st- Like, I know that this is totally influenced by our pre-recorded pre- co- conversation, but, like, we still haven't seen Brooke and Claire come back.
0: Like, oh, yeah.
1: And that's a oh, team you know that, like, 99% of the people say that they should come back, you know, like, so, like, I don't know if we're going to see Taylor and Isaiah come back, you know?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's funny just talking about Brooke and Claire. Uh, I was mentioning how I showed Jamie season 17 for the first time ever, and she loves Brooke and Claire. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I was trying to figure out, I'm like, hey, what were the reasons they didn't come back? And ultimately, it just came down to the fact that they were asked for, uh, well, I guess all three all-star seasons there were uh, after they were on, like, 18, 24, and then, um, what was it, 31 or 32, the, the Colin Christie one? 31. Yeah, 31? 31. Yeah, 31. Yeah. But it just came down to that each time one of them was having a baby, uh, so it, it just wasn't possible. So I, they're they're that team that we know will come back. So I I'm holding out hope because I I feel like they could have just ditched these teams and started fresh. So I feel like if nothing else, I feel like that, that maybe the show feels like they owe it to this cast to really make it worthwhile for them, and especially the way this season is going. I mean, let's be honest this is uh, this isn't you know me judging the the episode, the season, or anything else, but I mean, this is like a spin-off of the amazing race more than it's an amazing race. And I almost feel bad even for the teams that are there that we're not really getting in are they're, they're not really getting the opportunity to really do an amazing race season.
1: Yeah, I agree. It feels a little like <clears throat> off brand, you know, that, that uh, generic cereal in the supermarket that uh, you just buy. But like, I would, it would feel way worse and way weirder if it's like, okay, in like, three years time you guys are going to come back yeah and we're gonna like it would be worse like i'd rather like if it was me i'd rather get the budget version because at the end of the day i'm still gonna get a million dollars if i win oh like yeah. so like i'm still gonna take it. especially now like a million dollars now was more helpful than a million dollars in three years you know mm-hmm. So like i don't judge anyone for their situations of coming back or not coming back you know like i would say yes either way
0: so yeah if if like, I think for the most part, I, I just kind of feel bad that the I'm I'm pretty sure by the way that this season is going to play out. I mean, this will sort of be looked at as, like, oh, well, they won that season. This is what I was talking to off air, that as I'm rewatching all these old Amazing Race seasons, I got the weird urge to watch the family edition yesterday which I haven't seen since it originally aired. Uh, But uh, one of the reasons I kind of got the urge to watch that is because in watching season 33 now and sort of just feeling like, you know, so many things about this just don't work for me. But then I was really in a way defending the show in my head thinking like it's, it's, it's out of their control, but would I have issues with this if this were not called the amazing race, if this were a spinoff, if it were, you know, Amazing Erase COVID Edition or something like that. Uh, and, and it made me want to revisit Family Edition. Uh, and now I'm kind of looking back even in the last couple episodes of this current season and thinking, y- y- should I be hard on this or should I be a lot easier on it? Because the things that are different about this show is not necessarily bad. It's just things that they had to change because it was out of their control.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird situation because it's not like, you know, like we'd be like, oh, this is just terrible production. Um Mm. except for that mail challenge in the beginning of the season. That was just
0: (laughs) garbage I'll have a production uh issue coming up later on, but it's it's less to do about the structuring of the race. But on like you
1: can't do too much like if you're just restricted on, you know, space, like you can't just fill up big stadiums. You can't do these things. Exactly. It's like I can't fault the show for that. Like I get that they're not gonna like travel to the the airport and get five flights out. Like I get it. Mm -hmm. It's just Unfortunate. It's just like a situation. You know, you want those teams, like, at the airport, like, oh, I hope we get the first flight or the second floor. you know, whatever. Yeah. I hope that they don't get this flight. You know, some of that's missing, which is, like, the appeal of The Amazing Race.
0: Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's you, just,
1: like, the challenge or, or whatever.
0: If you just sort of approach this show now and think of it as the COVID edition, as terrible of a title that would be, you know, I feel like it is easier to accept it. Because one thing I really want to compliment the show on is... Even though we're missing things like you know the 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 air the air travel or uh, a lot of the interactions with locals, um, even departure times and stuff like that, uh, they're making up for it with the challenges. Like these challenges, even if they're not necessarily the most challenging things in the world, visually the last two episodes have been some of the most incredible challenges to look at. You know, we'll we'll get into some of the specifics here, but even last week, the one I wasn't on, like (laughs) there wasn't much to the whole let's trek across this mountain or whatever, the the five corners of Europe or whatever it was. But uh, to to look at it, it looks spectacular. So they're definitely making up for it with some great locations.
1: One thing I thought of in this episode was I was thinking, I was like, you know, sometimes it's so hard when you watch The the Amazing Race or, or whatever, any kind of challenge competition show, Survivor Challenges or whatever. It's so hard to, like, understand what it feels like to do it. But these last two episodes, I'm like, I get it. Like oh, yeah. I could imagine climbing 500 steps in like two minutes. Like I can feel that, mm-hmm. you know? So like, I don't know if this is just coincidence that they got really lucky and these challenges felt like you could feel it, you know, mm-hmm. watching it, but it, you know, it's made these episodes so much more interesting just cause I'm like, Oh, I know. Oh, that sucks. I feel that.
0: Yeah. Completely agree. And you would think it's just cause of Sherry and Akbar because they are probably the, the, the least in shape team we've had in a very long time. But even you know uh the, the more in shape teams are like complaining uh like the the the, the climbing one and and about their arms hurting and stuff like that. Like yeah, yeah. We are hearing from all the teams about how grueling it they're they're narrating the the gruelingness of the challenges that we're getting.
1: Yeah, usually it's just like oh okay, yeah, the out of shape team or the weak team or whatever. But no, it's mm-hmm. every, it's like almost everyone. So and that's refreshing to have like everyone struggle and not just. Yeah.
0: We so, want it we want to know that they're in pain.
1: Yes, <laughs> like we are I mean,
0: masochistic viewers.
1: You're more so than <laughs> the most general viewers, but <laughs> Well, let's get into this episode. Uh, it was a little weird to start cuz they were doing it in pairs, but I guess this is just part of their like protocols.
0: Yeah.
1: Um it was weird. I mean, the one thing that really was like I was a little weirded out was that they had to like socially distance start the race. <laughs> that, like, they were six feet apart, like, when they left. Yeah. I don't know if that was, like, just a camera thing. They had to get them out of the shot. But it was just so weird that they, like, they were, like, hugging at the pit stop. And now they're, like, oh, can't get close. But the- that was the only weird, like, notice that I had at the start.
0: Like, I th- I think I'm watching this show now trying to figure out, oh, the things are doing differently is because of this. And the assumption is that this weird departure time thing like the the pairing them up would be something related to the pandemic but like it as you said it kind of goes opposite to that if anything they're less safe you know if we're putting them in the same shot at the same time you would think why don't they have them space out but then it occurred to me well this is a travel thing because we don't have flights anymore we don't have a way for these teams to be evened out uh and because the challenges they're doing now a lot of them are simply just it's just how quick you get through this. There's not a lot of needle in the haystack stuff going on right now uh, with the challenges they're doing. It's just, okay, well, as long as you're willing to do this challenge, if you, as long as you're willing to bungee jump, it's not going to take you 10 minutes longer to fall to the bottom of this uh, uh, bungee jump uh, bridge or whatever than it is to uh, have somebody else fall to the bottom. So grouping them together like that is obviously their way of making up for the fact that we don't have flights anymore and we don't have... Uh, start times for the challenges obviously would be another one. You're not going to have people who are driving two or three hours to the next town. And then they're saying, Oh, we don't open until 8am. It's like, well, they're, they're clearly starting them at the right times anymore. So I get why they did that. I I think my biggest complaint about this is going to be, can I just get my complaint out of the way now with the departure time thing?
1: You got us on bated breath here. Go ahead.
0: Okay, uh, if, if I'm sure people have seen the episode now, so they're aware of the fact that it's a non-elimination. Yeah,
1: please stop watching this, <laughs> re- listening to this, if you haven't seen it. So, unless you don't uh, care.
0: But, but uh, I complained uh, a couple episodes ago that they spoiled the finish when they had, I think it was, it was Lulu and Lala, where they were. Um, before they had checked in, talking about their arguing and everything and saying, yeah, that's a mistake we're not going to make again. And then I'm like, well, that pretty much spoiled they're not going to go, which you know, bothered me. It was even worse this time because Phil said as soon as the team started checking in, we're going to have three departure times and you're on the first one. So we already knew as soon as team one checked in, there's three departure times. And then when we hit, what were this six teams this week? So when we hit team number five, they said, you will be on the second departure time or whatever it was, I'm like, wait, but there's three departure times, so there's only one team left, which means the team left is still in the race. So they actually spoiled that it was not an elimination. Whereas, you know when we have these continue racing things, they always try to keep it a surprise. So you'll have your team number one, your team number two, or whatever, and then they won't say anything else. They'll just cut away, so that only when the final team checks in do we have that. And guess what? You're still racing. I don't know why they didn't do that this time. Like, they spoiled it on team number one through team number five, telling them their departure times, and then they said from the beginning there's three departure times. Don't have that line at the beginning. Or don't say anything about the the staggered departure times until that final team checks in, and then you say, and guess what? There are three, you're still in this race, but there's three departure times, and you're the only one on that late departure time. Was I the only one who was spoiled by that? I mean, maybe, but <laughs> it feels like it was just a bad decision to include those lines of dialogue earlier on.
1: From a, like, listening thing was a little clunky because they're like celebrating and he's like you're under, under the the team slot what whatever. Uh but I would say I was spoiled a little earlier than that when, you know, Raquel and Kayla, I mean obviously they weren't the team who got saved from non-elimination, but they're the whole episode is like, oh my God, you're so good. Like if anyone messes yeah, up, it yes. wouldn't be us. Like the whole I was like, okay, so either they're either leaving or non-elimination. Like uh it wasn't them, but like for me, I was like, oh, this is a non elimination episode. If they're including lines of dialogue where it's like, I don't think the teams could have gotten there faster than we did.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. The, the only way that we get a presentation and edit like that of a team in an episode is if they really want to go out of their way like if these are your villains of the season like oh they finally got what they deserve then then yeah we're gonna get that but yeah i funny i hadn't thought about that i was just sort of watching it just laughing i'm like oh they gave them a good amount of personality now the 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 best part was i think when they were driving and i can't remember which one uh said i think that we're doing really well right now (laughs) it's just so perfectly timed uh, and then I think they had the, the card currently in last place or whatever. Yeah, it is fantastic to watch that. But no, it hadn't it had included to me that that could have been non-elimination. But again, now we've pinpointed two things in this episode where we watch this for the surprise and, and it's for the excitement and the entertainment and stop spoiling it for us.
1: Yeah, the best part, one of the best parts. And this was such an edited moment. But like they were like the the flight attendants, they're like, I think she's going to do the navigation because she's better. And, like, they're ready to get out of the parking lot. And it's like, wait, hold on. I don't know where we are on the map. Yeah. It's just like, I know that was stitched for the edit, but it's still so funny to see. (laughs) we got to get something, because they didn't mention that they were flight attendants this episode. So
0: Yeah. Well, their advantage is gone now, you know? And and, and that's something I hadn't thought about, too. Oh, their
1: advantage, because they knew where they were, like, last week.
0: Yeah, but, like, the first two episodes, that was sort of the way they were... They were promoting like, okay, well, we're flight attendants, so we understand the whole flight thing. There's no flights anymore, and I hadn't even thought about that even last week. That without the flying aspect of this show, you know, do they have an advantage? Do they have anything that makes them stand out from other teams?
1: Clearly not. (laughs) (laughs) And this is not. I don't hate them. It's just they're they're like they're the fun punching bag episode team. This episode.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: But uh, yeah it just there were so many funny little edits like that in this episode for them, which gave them a lot more personality, so they're up in the personality on the teams mm-hmm. uh speaking of personality at the start of the episode, the quote from i can I don't know any of the teams apart except for the like um couples the male the male female teams, yeah, like I can only tell them apart um so one of Brian or Dusty said. <laughs> In the beginning of the episode, the confinement and the rage building inside these two animals. When you open the cage, you're going to get something spectacular. Uh, he is just what? whipping out the quotes this episode.
0: You know that they're writing them down the night before.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Because he says one later that's even, that's even like more out of character. So, like, mm. maybe. I don't know. It, it's one of those things. Like, did Sue write the speech of the, in Borneo? Was that totally off the cuff? You know? Yeah. It's one of those things, uh, but anyway, they're just like up in the, the the game, up in the personality. It's it's fun to see them come out of their shell, and, and I'm I'm loving them. I know Jared's the number one fan of all time, so
0: yeah, they're. I mean, they're not my favorite team. To me, Kim and Penn are still my favorite team, but I think what's really helped by restarting this race with fewer teams is that we're getting to know all the teams, whereas typically. You have to wait until you're down to six teams before you even half the teams for the first half of the season are just like, you know, oh, them again. Oh, these guys. Oh, who were they again? Uh, Whereas now because we cut several teams and then basically by episode three, episode three, episode four, I guess technically episode four, week three, episode four, you know, we're down to only seven teams or whatever. I feel like all these people are standing out more. uh, And there's not a team that I dislike. Uh, I don't feel like there's some teams which are terrible at the race, which I'll identify later. Uh, But in a way, it almost makes me like them more. But having a smaller season, I'm not saying I would be for doing an amazing race season with less teams. uh, But I don't know, maybe, especially again, because I've been watching a lot of uh, older amazing race, when they group all the non-eliminations just to the end, that kind of bothers me. Like, I I almost would rather have some non-eliminations earlier so you get to know the teams better.
1: Yeah, who cares about final five, not a Like, that's so boring.
0: Yeah, <laughs> or they like, do it at, like, the four.
1: <laughs> yeah, they've done that too many times. Mm-hmm. Once was too much. But essentially, they, this, the race starts with them doing the roadblock first, which is a little bit unusual, but it's fun to see a little twist and turns. Um, and if we're going to talk about pulling the surprise punch, uh, this clue was the most bait-and-switch I've ever seen on the racing race. Where it's like, who wants to go down with the gnome or something like that? And it's like, oh, surprise you're bungee jumping. I mean, yes, it's accurate to like what you're doing. You're going literally down with the gnome, but like teams were in such a spin like a spin when they saw that it was a uh, like a bungee jumping task. Mm-hmm. Especially like I think it was Kim and Penn. They're like, Oh, I thought it was dancing. Yeah. <laughs> um getting a little cocky there, thinking that the dancing cha- it's all dancing for them. But well-
0: and it was Kim who who immediately was like, oh, I'm doing this one. Then she's like, oh, why did I pick this, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. it's like buyer's remorse immediately. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, we get the little part for Sherry and Akbar where it's like, Sherry has to do the challenge just because Akbar's too heavy to do the mm-hmm. challenge, which we talked about last episode, like, potentially that that was going to hold him up in the previous one. Mm-hmm. But it was literally this one that ended up being that situation where Akbar just couldn't do the challenge for, you know, the... The requirements of the um, harness and stuff like that mm-hmm. which is just like in that moment you're like heart sinks for sherry just because like she's struggled to get through the last one and you're like oh no <laughs> i i was just like in such a panic i was like oh no because they're they're like my favorites so i'm like no are they really uh, i love them
0: i'm glad to hear that like i want to talk about sherry and akbar now because this is I-, I i don't know if you've been reading a lot of the fan response, but- I I feel like Amazing Race fans, just they need to find a villain, even when there isn't a villain. And it's bizarre that like there are fans out there who are legitimately saying that Akbar is an abusive husband and stuff like that. And I'm like, this is just your everyday couple who's been together for forever and they're comfortable with each other. Like when you watch them banter back and forth, it is that it's banter. And yeah, he has moments where he's nagging her and then she always has that shut up, shut up, shut up thing that she has. This is just their banter. He kind of nags her a bit. She tells him to shut up and then they laugh about it in their confessionals. But like the amount of people who are just, you know, basically piling on Akbar as if he's the Antichrist is crazy to me. To me, I enjoy watching this team at times you feel like knocking along because what, what makes it great is that you could, you realize this is just the way they are. They're like a Terry and Ian to me, you know, Terry and Ian, you would think, Oh, this is so uncomfortable. Oh, uh, how are these people getting along? No, this is just the people who've been together forever. And then you add that the fact that they are so bad at the race, but they're still there. It just, it makes me love them.
1: I mean, I will say like in response, like, I don't think he's, the best. Like obviously we talked about episode one where he was like, you know, who are you racing for? Well, they're so disappointed in you. Like, I think he's fixed some of those issues. Uh, but like on the whole, yeah, like I said it last episode. I'm like, this is just a couple who's been married for a long time. They know each other, and and like you understand the language. I think it's different, like when you're watching mm-hmm. it. Like, we don't know them. Like, I mean, I know them on the show, but I don't know them in real life. Yeah. You know, I don't know how how they act how like the same thing if you and jamie went on
0: like you know that's that's i wouldn't know how it would handle exactly that's the exact same thing like because i've been even showing jamie some amazing race like we're we're debating a lot like hey how would we be presented on the show because the honest truth is a lot of the stuff that we say to each other like it would sound if somebody else was watching us they would think oh you guys are terrible to each other but like On the inside, we're laughing, but it's just you've been with somebody so long that you don't have that immediate response like, oh, that's so good. You called me a dick, you know, like it's just this is your everyday language, you know, and yet these are people who get stressed. And that's the other thing. When you get these couples, couples like Sherry and Akbar or Terry and Ian who have been together forever, it's very different because you can, in a way, be a little bit harder on a person and they don't take it personally, you know? And, and I think that's the thing that a lot of people are missing with them. I was happy seeing, you know, as much as I'm seeing people who are thinking that, like, this is, oh, the, the, he's the worst person ever. I'm seeing a lot of other people who are basically saying the same thing. It's like, no, watch Because especially when you watch the challenge, where he's totally rooting Ron, he's like, "Oh, I couldn't have done that." We, we literally know he couldn't have done that because the producer said, "You can't do that," <laughs> which was great. Uh, you know, they just have that, t- which again, very similar to Terry and Ian, they would be, you know, bickering back and forth, and then uh, and next moment they would be like the most affectionate couple ever. Like, where did that come from? like, so, yeah, it's it's great to see people on this show again who have been together forever. So we don't have to worry that if they shut down for 19 months that they're going to split up in the meantime. You know.
1: Yeah, you know, when you know someone so well, you know their like boundaries and limits and all that, and we just don't know that. So it's it's hard to to understand. Exactly. I'm like, he's like, oh, you're so slow. Like, get with it. Like, could be nothing to her, you know? Yeah. Obviously, if it's like too much for her, and like they'd let us know. Like, obviously, you know, we'll 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 readjust our opinions <laughs> like of the situation. But like, yeah, I, I'm loving them. They're just, I'm like, I mean, I particularly love Sherry. I think that she's she's so great. <laughs> Uh but,
0: but like let's address the fact that they are not built for this race. Like I am worried that they are going to die next week. They had better get some mental challenges in there or something, because they're going to kill both Sherry and Akbar by the end of this season.
1: No, they're they're surviving. <laughs> two, two fifth place finishes in a row. Come on. <laughs> they have not received a non-elimination. Two other teams in the final six have.
0: So. Ah, very true. One has been eliminated before. <laughs>
1: probably going to get eliminated again. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I love them. And then, obviously, first off, the Gnome, we haven't seen the Gnome for what feels like ages, so it's good to have the Gnome back. I was relieved to see that they still do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah.
0: Is that the only sponsor that's been there from the beginning? Like, I can't think of any other show that has had a sponsor from the beginning.
1: What about um, the BMO Cashback World Elite?
0: (laughs) I, you know, I I actually, I know that there was a recent season of the Amazing Race where I am like, did, do they still have Bebo as a sponsor? Mentos, I don't know. <laughs> like, but it's, It is weird because I, I think that's one thing the Amazing Race has over someone like Survivor. And it's been discussed a lot, you know, why... Uh, does the Amazing Race not get the the same luxuries Survivor has? Why do they have two years in between seasons? Why do they hold on a season for so long? One part of it is the ratings aren't as good, at least in America. I mean, here in Canada, I think Amazing Race might even be bigger than Survivor, and they're both top five shows. But uh, but at least in America, it's not as high rated, and it's also a lot more expensive to produce. But now you get Survivor, where yeah, they'll have sponsors all the time. Like Amazing Race, twenty years ago, had product placement on the show, and it was a no. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they haven't changed. They're they're traditionalists. I mean, they haven't really changed the format much either. So, Survivor
0: you know, like when you, when you get, IMDb has cr- credits, and it'll be based on who's had the most episodes. So you get something like Survivor, and if you look up the credits of actors or whatever on Survivor, Jeff Probst is gonna be number one. Then you're gonna have like Boston Rob and Sandra, the people who've been on the most. I want to see on IMDb the credits where it has Phil at the top. And then the second most appearance is being the Gnome. Because the Gnome's definitely got to be up there.
1: Oh yeah, Gnome. or Yeah, it would only be the Gnome. Because they've only done that little product placement. I can't think of anything else. Like substantial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, we'll... we'll to, to, uh, what is it? IMDB? Colin, you'll do that, right?
0: <laughs> I'm sure there's a way to edit it if you have the pro.
1: <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so anyway... Uh, The one thing that was like epic, not epic, um, like devious about this roadblock, not only was it like a bait and switch in the title where teams didn't think it was a bungee jump, but it was also, all right, we've got to let, okay, you're here, you got to drive two hours plus to get to the roadblock, but like the whole time you're sitting there and thinking about, oh my God, I have to do the jump, I have to do this jump, I have to do this jump, but also navigate like the stress of just like the build up to that is like killer. And mm-hmm. so you could see teams like Kim and like Sherry, probably the whole ride. were like, Oh my God, I have to do this jump. I have to do this. Like they're panicking the whole time and it just makes it more stressful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which yeah, is just like so devilish of the race.
0: Well, yeah, because we're used to, it gets revealed at the detour and then you get that raw emotion. But because they have this long drive, it, 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 I wouldn't even necessarily say I like it more or less. I just think that it's different. It's something we don't usually get where you have that long to wait before you have to do a challenge.
1: Yeah, a flashback challenge even,
0: mm-hmm. which I did not remember. But season 14, <laughs>
1: if they didn't have that flashback, I would have been like, oh, they were here.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a challenge we've seen a million times. But I mean, same location. I don't know if anybody would have picked out that location uh, if they hadn't shown that flashback.
1: Oh, yeah. No, definitely not. I want to ask you, did you notice the setup for the bungee jump?
0: The setup? Mm, what do you mean?
1: Okay. So I was looking, and there's, like, this still, like, where, you know, Sherry's just, like, getting set up to, like, get the gear on or whatever. Mm -hmm. And in the background, there's a a GoldenEye poster. (laughs) And then I looked. There are flyers, like, for the, I guess, company or production or whatever that say 007 on them.
0: So, I mean, they they did a bungee jump sequence at the beginning of GoldenEye, but it was at a dam. But I wonder... Because you know, sometimes you'll film a sequence, but the background's something else, right? Like they're 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 compositing it into the shot. I wonder if this there's there's some connection with this. So do we know what the location is? What was the city? Anything? Name of the bridge? It
1: was in Switzerland. i pull. I'm pulling up the episode now, so I can give you hopefully maybe a more up to date answer.
0: Okay, so I found. I just googled Goldeneye Switzerland. Uh, is it Gordola, Switzerland? The fuck? i don't know there is a place called golden eye bungee jump (laughs) address unnamed road (laughs) this is why they didn't find it uh no that would be interesting if it is this um i'm just trying to look at a video here to see if uh the location because this this was a was it not a bridge that they jumped off of
1: yeah it was a dam
0: oh this was a dam
1: yeah they were at a dam.
0: It's weird because every time there is a um, a bungee jump challenge on the Amazing Race, the first thing I always yeah. think about is Goldeneye, and yet I didn't. I thought that this one was a bridge for some reason. So yeah, this might be the exact same location they filmed Goldeneye. Wow, Sherry is James Bond! Okay, yeah, literally last thing I said is, wow, Sherry is James Bond.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's such, I'm trying to see, like I'm looking at the episode now, and I remember seeing a moment where the teams were like still... Uh,
0: yeah, no, I mean, if if this was a dam, and again, it's weird that I watched this episode. <laughs> uh, every other time where they've been on a bridge, I'm always like, oh, this is like Goldeneye. The first time where they're actually at a dam, and it is the Goldeneye one. I don't even think about that. That's just weird.
1: It just caught my eye, and I was like, wait.
0: Now I need to go back and watch this. Like As a, as a James Bond fan who co-hosts a James Bond podcast that Rossi's been a guest on, uh, I feel like we need to do an episode of 007 on the location of The Amazing Wind. Let's get Sherry and Akbar on just to tell us about Golden Eye Jump.
1: 007 Bungie? Look that up.
0: I, I will. And I'll go there.
1: Uh, yeah, that's what it's, I'm seeing. There's just like these flyers all over the place that say 007 Bungee with some more information, but obviously the race isn't focusing on that. But anyway, I thought that was such a cool connection, especially because it was just you on this episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I didn't even know there was a connection with the, the movie, but that's cool. Now we need the ama- uh, amazing race recap episode crossover with double eye seven.
0: Well, I mean, how many more bond challenges can they do now? I mean, they could do keep it with golden eye. They can fight on the top of the satellite dish. At the end of golden eye um they can have, uh
1: have sex with random women
0: yeah that, that's that's a challenge um, <laughs> i'm sure a lot of people would be up to that challenge uh <laughs> they could they could make, have make
1: martini a, or is it martinis
0: martinis yeah they could have a, a car chase inside of a melting ice palace from die another day um, but
1: obviously that would be all um through like VR goggles, because that was all in the computer. Yeah, right?
0: exactly. All virtual reality. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, they can go into so. space with lasers like in Moonraker. The uh, op- options are endless here.
1: Yeah, obviously, the octopusy crossover is very <laughs> yeah. important.
0: Yeah. Circus, yeah, the, you could work it in with the circus.
1: Yeah, the, we have a lot of brainstorming possibilities there. <laughs> We'll see what uh, your co-hosts say. See if they can suggest some. But <laughs> oh, Noah loved the amazing race. He could suggest something.
0: Oh, Noah's living the amazing race. Well, now he's just stuck, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, 19 months delay?
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: All right. Now that after teams. Uh, oh, yeah. Obviously, we have to talk about Raquel and Kayla essentially getting completely lost. They <laughs> took like the longest route possible. Meanwhile, the whole time they're saying is. uh we're doing so good like i can't imagine a team doing any faster than us and then they get there and they're like almost dead last Uh uh-huh if it wasn't for aruna natalia sucking even worse (laughs) then they would have been dead last which Uh is what i thought the episode was going for because i was like haha look at these girls mess up the whole episode yeah and then like there weren't last which was like okay i guess fair enough but
0: lesson to anybody who wants to go the amazing race never talk up (laughs) your position or how good you think you're doing uh, unless you absolutely are standing next to the teams and you know you're not in last place
1: well i said it last episode but uh, like michael and mo said we will not be eliminated this episode Mm. and they were um
0: it's like the whole situation of
1: don't bring up your elimination Mm -hmm. unless you know for sure yeah, Like, I can think back to the hundreds of Survivor episodes where someone's like, I'm not going home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like Francesca said, I'll eat the rock if I go home. <laughs> Kat said, I love blindsides. They're so cool. Like, so many people fall into this trap. And you know the editors are going to eat that up if they go. Oh, yeah. Like, so never talk about your placement.
0: or Don't give th- the editors any ammunition yeah, to make exactly. a fool of you.
1: They will ridicule you into the dirt. So... <laughs> But I just thought that the the whole sequence of it was so funny, especially because they didn't go home. So we could really laugh at it. Like, it's not like, Oh, you were eliminated. I feel kind of bad. No, no, they survived. I can laugh at
0: it all. I want. Yeah, completely agree.
1: But all the teams do the roadblock, no real challenge. Even, even Sherry dominates it. So the teams move on to just travel again, which like super long distance again to this town. And then on the way, obviously teams have to get lost again. I think Raquel and Kayla get lost again. Uh, Arun and Talia go an hour in the wrong direction, and they suck, <laughs> which is sad because I love uh, they're they're an enjoyable team for me, so I would hate to see them go for just traveling like that. But classic, amazing race, we can't get a cab, but we get this self navigation. So, anyway, teams get there, they got to do the detour, which is the bar t- bartender. When is, I wrote
0: that, it oh, it's I mean, it's nuts and bottles or sausage bartender
1: race or sausage in case yeah uh, also along the way uh another quote from ryan or dusty i don't know which one said it but he said my partner mr magellan himself has all the directions we need um uh, and also i think someone said along the way to the roadblock so i think one of the ryan dusty said i'd rather rollerblade up mount everest than do this <laughs> <laughs> which is just like they're whipping them out like i can't type fast enough to these quotes right now. but yeah they're on fire jared they listened to our episode where we said they should improve their personalities and they did uh
0: now this i i don't think uh you've listened to it or maybe you have uh have you listened to kim and penn's coverage on their podcast
1: no i only knew they had a podcast because of you but i didn't even yeah. i just i didn't look it up I mean, they, the they
0: give some great behind. Let's let's give a plug to a better podcast out there. I mean, uh, really, the, one of the interesting things uh, that I, I want to bring this up for is because they mentioned uh, whichever one is the bigger one between Ryan and Dusty. Uh, they said that, like, when they started on the race or something like that, um, he was something like 200 pounds and already a really muscular guy. And when they came back, he had gained, like, 40 pounds of muscle 19 months later. So he basically went from being like this super buff guy to being like a full fledged bodybuilder in the amount of time. And this is kind of what we're, we're talking about, uh, about being able to feel how difficult the challenges are, despite, you know, maybe the shakeups during the challenges not being that drastic is that you've got guys like this who are like maybe the most perfect physical specimens to ever race on the amazing race who are saying how brutal it is.
1: Yeah, it's rough. I think that we've talked... We've definitely talked like, at ridiculous length about this. But, you know, it's sometimes the strongest team are, like, never the best. And obviously, they're, these guys are killing it the whole time. But, like, you know, we've seen bodybuilders, and they can't do anything, you know? So, like, it's yeah. that fine balance on the race that we, we can get. And For I wrestlers. Think they,
0: pro wrestlers
1: (laughs) yeah i mean we've seen we're we're teams where it's just like they can lift heavy thing like you know those teams never do well because there's so much cardio you know but they seem to have had the balance of like they're super strong but they're also not like you know incapable of doing another challenge should that arise uh it's unfortunate that they can for a race perspective, because then they've like won first, like three legs already had a four or something like yeah. that. So.
0: But often the ones who dominate are the ones who end up going in like fourth or fifth position.
1: I know. I mean, I don't want to hope, but like for a shakeup, that would be interesting.
0: Uh, yeah. There's, there's going to be detours. I'm assuming at some point,
1: I mean, in this episode, they were uh, one of them. I keep, I can't tell a difference, <laughs> but one of them saying like, you know, you just got to stay focused on what you're doing now because like anything can shake it up. Yeah. Like, and like, I always think about the quote Noah said, like, what if it's the sewing the shirt challenge coming up? Mm-hmm. Like they could be out, you know,
0: I mean, bad directions from one local that that, that can doom a team too.
1: Yeah. Just ask Aruna and Natalia how that felt.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, it it this, That's what's exciting about the race is that it could really like the front runners could be out just like that. So we, you got to stay on, on topic each kind of episode, each challenge, you've got to focus on, on what you're doing. And then they did that so far, they've done that so far pretty well, so. But some other people didn't do that so well. Uh, the sausage part was kind of boring. It's a tradition. I thought it was a good detour in terms of like that classic Amazing Race staple. Like one is physical. If you can just get through it, like you can get it done versus the more like fine tune, like potentially mental challenge where it's like, if you do it right, you could surpass the speed of the other challenge. But if not, you could be really set back. And I thought this was a good old school style. It wasn't opposites, mm-hmm. but it was a good old school style.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the way the detour should be uh polar o- opposite or not. I mean, it, you should have very different challenges where it's about your skill. And, um, I, again, it was either Ryan or Dusty who mentioned the thing about, you know, oh, we, uh, I can't remember if they said they wanted to avoid things that were mental or they wanted to go for things that were mental.
1: I, can't I, even, I wrote it down. You if did? you can take the mental things out of it completely, we're in our element.
0: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I, I mean, between these two challenges, obviously making the sausage is not visually, I, I don't like sausages at all. I mean, uh, to me, a sausage is just, simply a less disgusting hot dog and hot dogs to me is the most disgusting food that has ever existed like i I despise hot dogs so i wouldn't have gone near that challenge but at the same time i mean i'm sure you have to be more delicate to make the sausages uh some people with ryan or Dusty or whatever with their big hulking fingers might not have been able to to do that as well I feel like the reason that the sausage challenge worked was because the right teams did it—the ones who could narrate it in a way that made it interesting, like uh, the, the twins talking about their grandma or whatever—and um, then uh, uh, the, the flight attendants, you know, just, just being able to bring a little bit of life to a bland challenge. Climbing those steps, I mean, that looked brutal. I mean, I, you know, I—I I would have picked that challenge in a second. But I think that the thing that makes it harder than anything else is having to carry everything because so much when you're climbing, if you don't have something to hold on to, uh, like I'll do stair climbers at the gym and I'll do 100 floors, but I have got the railings on each side, you know, and even if I don't have the railings, I can use my hands to kind of steady myself, you know, the way a person walks, you know, your, your, your hands are sort of balancing as they wag back and forth imagine holding even if it's the nuts imagine holding those in place and you have to make sure not to spill those that's the real challenge of this episode and i feel like that's what they ran into i do want to point out to a lot of the akbar haters out there who are being like oh he's so critical of her it's like well he was technically right at the beginning (laughs) you can't criticize him for being critical when he was right and saying you shouldn't be carrying that much it's like let's let's take less and let's do more trips he was right on that um but uh I love to see people fail in challenges. I mean, to me, the appeal of The Amazing Race is to see teams more stressed out, It's to see teams push to their limit, and it's to see disasters like this happen. If everybody just breezes through a challenge and there's no mistakes or anything like that, that's bad. So the second I saw that bottle drop, I was like, yes! <laughs> Somebody's losing now. And it's not that I want them to go home, but I want to see more of a challenge. It's just like we were mentioning with you know people saying how sore they were. But yeah, this would have been like horrible to do. Uh, what was with the weird tease though? One of the teams when they were dropping the nuts, it was like the judge wasn't telling them, you know, Oh, you're allowed to go now. Or like he was implying, like, did you catch that? They're like, Oh, are we done? Wait, did we miss something? And it was just going on for a couple seconds where it was almost like he was either messing with them or they had forgotten something. They just decided to cut it out.
1: The only thing I could think of was because I caught it was Akbar and Sherry delivered their to, like the 12 of each and but they hadn't like dropped off the little gnome ones and so it oh, seemed okay. like he was like oh you haven't finished yet yeah and then okay. he dropped it in it was like you're finished
0: okay yeah uh, that wasn't very only clear thing I, to
1: me that i could think of would be
0: i thought they just had like a really rude judge it's like here you go whoops <laughs> you <know? laughs> not yet
1: <laughs> or it's like here you go and then tosses it down the stairs like tosses their clue down the stairs go get it Um,
0: that would be awful well another thing i want to point out i think it was ryan and dusty again um when they were dropping their nuts in the bin like the nuts are in a bag
1: and out of context dropping their nuts in the bin (laughs) Yes.
0: But like you see the other teams and they're putting the bags in the barrel or whatever. So that I guess the idea is people come up and they grab a bag full of nuts. But like Ryan and Dusty just dumped their nuts in like they were <laughs> emptying the bag into it. <laughs> I thought, should they not have had to go back down because they didn't do it properly? I mean, I just watched um uh, season 16 where they did uh, the, the challenge. I can't remember what country it was in, but uh, they had to load up a trailer full of coconuts and then transport it. And if one coconut dropped, you had to go back and get that one coconut with your ox on, and the trailer and hooking it up and everything. And two teams missed that. And I feel like, you know, this would have been a great challenge to really get strict with the rules and be like, hold on a second. Your bags aren't in there or your nuts aren't in the bags anymore. You know, you need to either go back down or you need to separate the nuts. Just to, that's something you you usually see on the amazing race. I don't know if they're just going a little bit easier on them.
1: I wondered, too, I was thinking about some of the, like, you know, you get the clue where it's like, you've got to do this challenge. And it's like one sentence of like, go up the stairs and drop off the stuff. And then you get the other paper, like behind it, which has like the full detailed list, like you have to find this location and this location or do this and this and this, you got to make this much do this, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering, because my thought was like, why aren't teams like going to? like a shop in the street and being like, can we have a basket or a bucket so we can just carry all the wine? Mm. In? And I'm like, maybe there's a rule or something like that. Um, yeah. And so yeah, I'm wondering cause... if this, like you have, you can't drop it. Like, is just a rule that like, like maybe that's a, a thing that you made up or, or you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't mm. a rule and it wasn't there and their clue or, you know,
0: who knows? Yeah. Like it does change on the race all the time. I mean, one of the things you most frequently see is, uh, for example, you, you have to travel on foot, uh, even though, it's a longer distance. Or one big one that, that just sort of comes and goes is, you know, you can't get any help from locals. And then every once in a while, you'll have a team who gets to the the pit stop. And they're like, oh, but you got a locals help to guide you here. And meanwhile, the very next episode, people are getting locals help, and it doesn't matter. So, yeah, it probably was something where in your typical challenge, it would be, oh, you can't lose anything like this. But uh, I would have loved if they did that. I would have loved if Ryan and Dusty had to go <laughs> and make one more trip. Because I also feel like – especially right now one of the issues is the challenges they're doing it is just simply oh you just have to get through it so the faster people are going to be getting through it faster and I would like to see more of those little things that people have to catch that could shake up uh, a little bit because we pretty much knew from the beginning of this episode until the end what the order of the teams were and there wasn't a lot of shake up.
1: Yeah, there wasn't a lot. I think the the Lulu and Lala were the only real shakeup. They jumped up quite a bit from where they were last episode. But yeah, like you like there wasn't a lot of shakeup. I get it's it's trying to find that balance in this new new way of doing the race that they're trying to find. I thought that uh, last episode, I mean, had a bigger shakeup with Akbar and Sherry being so far behind, and then they caught up because they picked the better detour. So mm-hmm. we saw a little bit of that. I think that played out a little bit with, um, in the detour. If you the teams that chose to do the sausage, like, were able to run to the pit stop, which helped them out a little bit more.
0: Yeah, location.
1: Like, and so. Ah. Um, one question I have for you is: How do you think Jamie would have handled the stairs if you chose to do the stairs?
0: Oh, I mean, she would have complained the whole time. <laughs> we would have been Akbar and Sherry. Like that's the thing, but like. Jamie would have been capable of doing it, but I mean, she would have been going at a snail pace. Like she's fit enough, but she does not like cardio. Um, She would much rather do weights than cardio. Uh, and she's also not a delicate person at all. So I know she would have dropped everything along the way. But that's kind of one of the reasons why I say like, you know, d- depending on the team you have or how long they've been together, like this would, I would have been like, come on, Jamie, pick up the pace or whatever, Jamie. <laughs> but Yeah, she would have hated this, but the sausage she would have loved because as much as I hate sausages, she loves sausages. Uh, I mean, she will eat sausages every single day. I'm sure she's gone on a sausage diet before sausage and cheese. So uh, that would have been her challenge Uh, when we watch Amazing Race now. I always will say, hey, which detour would you pick? Typically, she's picking the one that she thinks she could get through, but this is one where it wouldn't have mattered. She's like, no, I'm doing the sausage. No way I'm climbing those stairs, and I'm going to eat the. I don't care if we're behind. I'm eating those sausages by the time I'm done making them.
1: Yeah, we'll eat it raw. No cooking.
0: <laughs> she just might do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, good thing it wasn't a cheese-making challenge. Otherwise, no. you'd have been out of luck. Uh, but yeah. So there was very little overtake, but there was some. I, 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 It was an interesting way that some of the teams were navigating the strategy. Because you talk about Akbar and Sherry, like the terrible decision to do 12 at once. But in my head, when I first said it, I was like, oh, this will be a really good way for them to catch up. Like, they'll be able to overtake because they're playing it smart, not hard. Um, soonly, Soonly, quickly, <laughs> that was like dashed when they couldn't even get out of like the street and they're like, I can't hold this. Like they soon, they took 20 steps and was like, okay, this is too much. And they went back. Uh, so I thought that was like a good attempt at like trying to like strategize the challenge. Um, Unfortunately they couldn't do it. And like you said, it was so hard. Cause you can't hold onto the railing. Like you can't balance yourself or you can't like yeah. rest easier. Um, which is why in my head I'm like, get a basket or a bucket or something, you know, but.
0: And it's not even something where you could stop at a landing and put them down and rest because you're going to risk by putting those bottles down that you could break them, especially the way they're having to carry them. You put the nuts down, they're going to spill everywhere. So, I mean, if they stop to rest, they're still holding these things the whole time, I would assume.
1: Yeah, I wonder if there was something in the rules as well, because I thought that maybe Akbar and Trey take the 12, they get to the steps, and then they put some down like next to the steps so that when they like, they don't have to run all the way back to the shop oh, to get yeah. the rest of them. I was like, I was wondering all of the little different variations you could do. It's so hard when you don't read the clue,
0: but Hey, but hey you know, if, if there's not a rule in something like that, I mean, the, those are those little things that often get teams ahead. You, imagine you just go up to a local and you say, Hey, can you watch this here while I run up the stairs? Uh, or, you know,
1: Run. You, walk,
0: but but like, here's another thing. Could they have done a double team for this? Or do they have to be side by side? Could uh, let's say in this case, Akbar have had Sherry walk up because she is going to be a little bit slower, not a lot slower. <laughs> let's make that clear. Neither of them were very fast, but have Sherry say, you know what? Take just one or two, go up about halfway up the stairs or whatever, which off you off when you start to come down, I will be halfway up the stairs. I'll hand it off to you. You go back up. That would have been an easy way to get ahead. But again, it all depends on what it says on the clue. And if they're even allowed to do that.
1: Yeah. And then teams also were doing it, wearing their heavy bags. Like, Oh yeah. I always wonder, I'm like, you have, first off, they have a car. They could literally just leave them in there. Um, It's not like they were in a taxi and they had to take them or something like that, or just leave them on at the challenge. Like the, the people a part of the race affiliated with the race aren't just going to let people steal them you know so i'm just like i'm wondering is there like do they have to wear with their bags like why can't they just toss them to the side you know
0: again i'm telling you the producers are trying to kill sherry and akbar on camera
1: (laughs) i mean they're trying to make murder legal on this show and (laughs) yeah (laughs) how we feel about it you're for it but
0: (laughs) good television
1: yeah and then pretty much that's it. Uh, the teams then have to get their their little clue out of their gnome their gnome little uh, the bag that he's carrying, and it's got a picture, and you got to figure out where this is. Um, even though they really amount to nothing, I always love when they give them just a little picture, and that's it. Like you have to figure it out on your own. Most teams just ask someone, but sometimes they don't know where it is, or if it's really obscure, it's hard. Uh, didn't have much impact here, but I still enjoy this kind of mechanic. Mm-hmm. And then pretty much teams check in. Uh, Ryan and Dusty struggled a little bit because of cramps. Uh, Sherry and Akbar were walking back and then were overtaken.
0: I just, <laughs> just want to say Ryan and Dusty, again, maybe the most physically fit team to ever compete on the amazing race. And I love the thing that took them down. It wasn't cramps. It was a Charlie horse. Thing. <laughs> oh, got really bad Charlie horse.
1: Hey, that could do it. What if they took a, a nap or something and they were well,
0: it is a painful thing, but I mean, <laughs> that's the last thing you expect to affect somebody on the race. I can't go on. I've got a Charlie horse. You go on without me.
1: <laughs> yeah. His dying wish is to him to keep going. Yeah. And then pretty much teams check in. Uh, at this point, Colin was very much spoiled that the, not elimination leg. Um, but, you know, you had, we talked about it last episode that we knew they were coming. You know, we've lost so many teams, more than we would normally have had at this point. So you had to feel they were coming in eventually.
0: Do we Uh, know how many episodes this season is supposed to be or when the end date is? Anything like that?
1: Kristen mentioned something, but I don't know if she knew for sure. I definitely don't know. So, but we're going to stay surprised. We don't want to know, right? Yeah. There could be 20 episodes and and 10 non-eliminations or something, you know?
0: Well, often, you know, and I think one of the good things about The Amazing Race, as opposed to, like, Survivor, you pretty much know when the final episode is to And it's almost irrelevant now when the final episode of Survivor is, because they're going to a finale with seven people left, you know. In the case of Redemption Island season, they'll have 18 people left in the show. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but with Amazing Race, I mean, you you know how many teams are left, and sometimes a season is 11 episodes, sometimes a season is 12, sometimes it's even 13 so you can't even necessarily gauge it on oh which episode am I at right now unless you actually have an end date. Uh, but yeah, I, I would I would be curious if they're going to do less non eliminations since we technically have less teams now.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm not sure. I definitely think they're going to do more non eliminations to keep the same amount of episodes that they probably normally have. Uh, maybe a little short just because they couldn't fly somewhere or travel somewhere or something, but. I'd rather not definitively have an answer, just so I could be surprised at not eliminations, if the show doesn't ruin it, that is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, so it was not elimination. I did like when um Arut and Natalia checked in, and then Phil's the first thing is, "You're really late." <laughs> like he was just like, "Come on, you're so late that the lady and the dog had to go." I, He's like, "We run a time clock here."
0: Yeah, I mean Phil's persona is very. Very serious, and uh, um, he's not going to give anything with expressions, he doesn't joke around as much. But whenever you get funny Phil, it's always fantastic.
1: Yeah, he doesn't, he's like a stone cold, he doesn't break character. Yeah, uh, but here he was just like, Come on, I, ga- I gotta g- go to bed, like, I gotta get wrapped <laughs> up for the day. Uh, yeah,
0: He'll he still was, find a way to work the eyebrow in there, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, what is it? Work, work the eyebrow, say something like spa. Um, anyway. <laughs> But, yeah, they check in, non-elimination. Uh, I'm not sure what they said. He said there were multiple departure times, which could mean anything. Like, it seems like maybe they're catching buses again like they were in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not too sure, but we'll have to catch the next episode to see what's kind of going on the shake-up.
0: He, he, he didn't say anything about a speed bump or anything, though, I feel like so... that's
1: just, like, going to be implied that it happens.
0: That was well, no, because this is why I was saying when, when we had team number five check-in and they were still on that second departure time, we know that Aruna and Natalie are the only ones who have that departure time. I, I almost feel like their departure time is going to be their penalty now. You have to start a little bit later uh, than everybody else, and they won't even worry about a speed bump. But, I mean, we might still run into one, but I wouldn't care. I mean, speed bumps are so pointless anyways. I, I If they were to do this, I feel like that's the way to do it to go, go forward. Don't say you have – say your penalty, if you come in last, is you have to start 30 minutes later than when you check in. And then we don't even have to worry about the speed bumps, which usually take about five minutes to complete anyways.
1: Yeah, and, and we saw that uh, it didn't matter in the last episode. they just edited
0: out the two speed bumps. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> so maybe they'll do that, you know they don't mention it because it doesn't matter. Well um, we'll see that that doesn't make me very excited if they do have a speed bump, and we don't know about it, and they're just going to be eliminated. Um, yeah well but we'll see. we'll see we have. Another episode to be excited. Hope they're not. Are they going to do two non-eliminations? Head your bet. Second non-elimination in a row. They sometimes surprise us. So
0: yeah, I don't. I don't think we're going to get it this time. I think that they'll wait a couple of weeks before we get it. My guess is we'll probably only. This is just my guess. I have no other information. I think we're probably going to get one more non-elimination, and it'll probably be when they're at the final four.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, are they going to do the that final four twist again, where it's like.
0: They're oh, all yeah. the,
1: that final leg, and someone gets eliminated halfway through or something.
0: Yeah, which is dumb because they just make it its own leg anyways, and it basically is just a separate episode. But uh, I think because we have so few teams, it's most likely going to be a final three. I don't know why you would bother to have a final four when you technically restarted the race with only seven teams.
1: Well, we'll see. We have plenty more of this season to get through. Uh, we don't have predictions to talk about because uh nothing's changed so but
0: i i have a question if you do have the information in front of you i well, always have the information in front of you <laughs> um so the way we did it is we basically just eliminated the teams who never i told came your back. joke
1: last episode you didn't hear it because you stopped oh, <laughs> listening to the episode but i i said uh we're gonna <laughs> drop the four keep the seven yeah
0: <laughs> but uh do you first of all do you know who got the point last week
1: yes it was kristen because she got the point or not yeah it was kristen no, Kristen's AI, my bad. The yeah. AI, because the AI predicted Michael and Mo last. Dead last. Okay. So the, the point didn't change there. So. so
0: what what is everybody's prediction for, what is everybody's revised prediction now for who's going to be eliminated next?
1: I'll, I'll run through all of them really quickly because I, I I didn't run through them last time. Okay. Just because I think it's interesting to see where some of the teams who might have been, you know, fifth are now second or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, So my preseason predictions have, um, do I go seven to one or one to seven?
0: Go seven to one.
1: Seven to one. Okay. So I have Kim and Penn, Raquel and Kayla, Arun and Natalia, Mike and Mo, Lala and Lulu, Akbar and Sherry in second, with Ryan (laughs) and Dusty winning. Uh,
0: One of those might be right. (laughs)
1: Um, Colin, your predictions. Starting at seven, got Arun and Natalia, Kim and Penn, Akbar and Sherry, Mike and Mo, Ryan and Dusty, Raquel and Kayla, with winners Lulu and Lala.
0: Possibly, I'm I'm feeling less confident now.
1: Jared, starting at seven, has Aruna and Natalia, Kim and Penn, Lulu and Lala, Mike and Mo, Akbar and Sherry, Ryan and Dusty, with Raquel and Kayla winning.
0: <laughs> I don't I don't know about that.
1: Uh, well, we'll be surprised. <laughs> Kristen. Starting at seven has Lulu and Lala, Akbar and Sherry, Kim and Penn, Aruna and Natalia, Mike and Moe, Raquel and Kayla, with Ryan and Dusty winning.
0: You know what? Uh, Before we get into the AI, it is amazing how little faith any of us had in Kim and Penn.
1: Yeah. They've been the biggest turnaround for me. Yeah. Uh, Now you mentioned it. AI. (laughs) Starting at seven. Mike and Moe, Raquel and Kayla, Lulu and Lala, Akbar and Sherry, Ryan and Dusty. Kim and Penn with Arun and Natalia winning.
0: So AI is the only one who had faith in Kim and Penn. Yeah. But AI also thinks that Arun and Natalia are going to win? Yes. (laughs) Now, did any of us lose our number one pick? Did any of us lose our winner picks?
1: Um, The AI lost Anthony and Spencer. (laughs) Kristen lost Connie and Sam. Jared lost Connie and Sam. Wow. You lost Taylor and Isaiah. (laughs) And I, I didn't know. I kept Ryan and Dusty at one. So
0: I have You're the only one that still has their original winner pick in the race here.
1: But most people lost like two of their top three. Yeah. Because I lost Anthony and Spencer and Connie and Sam, who were my final three. You know, you lost Connie and Sam as well in your top three.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Jared as well lost Anthony and Spencer in second. You know, uh, Kristen lost (laughs) Anthony and Spencer and Connie and Sam in their top three in the AI lost Anthony and Spencer and Taylor and Isaiah, so.
0: Well, if next week Aruna and Natalia somehow finish first in their leg, then um, I think AI is going to be very happy because (laughs) they're going to start to be proven right.
1: Yeah, uh, well, anything can happen, as Ryan or Dusty said this episode. (laughs) But yeah, it's crazy to see how these predictions change, because Akbar and Sherry are now in my top three, so. (laughs)
0: And we're going to rate this one.
1: Oh, sure. You want to do that? We'll do
0: that. (laughs) I, you know what? I, when I was watching this episode, I was feeling (laughs) like I wanted to bin it. But, and I would have been last week too. But again, I had that turnaround while I was watching it where I almost got that weird urge where I wanted to watch the Family Edition because I started to see some similarities. It's just different. Does it necessarily mean that it's bad? I don't know. I'll, I'll let people know next week if I start rewatching the Family Edition. But, I feel like I want to upgrade this one to a rent because there's stuff to enjoy in here, especially how we got to see some teams struggle and how we got a little bit more personality out of people uh, that we haven't had previously. So I'm I'm going to rent it, even though it goes against my original thoughts.
1: Good. You also listened to the podcast last week, so you got even more encouragement of how good the episode was. Exactly. (laughs) Hearing us talk about it. So yeah, I'll do the same. I think it was a, a solid... Their standard episode, like nothing too crazy, uh, but you know the fun drama of the the bungee jump and the, the craziness of, of Raquel and Kayla. We're so good; uh, mm-hmm. it's just good enough to to sell it to you. Yeah, and I had fun. Like I, you know, I'm not, I'm pretty going with the race. Like I'm kind of forgiving about the production and all this kind of stuff. I just enjoy watching it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, as long
0: as so they that, don't spoil the result next week for me.
1: Yeah. The second Rudin and Natalia say we're not going home today, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of done. Yeah, Well, we'll see. Um, I'm excited to listen to listen to next episode. Watch next episode.
0: <laughs> You're skipping it.
1: Yeah, I'll just listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited for it. So, uh, yeah, and that's it. Stay tuned for the Amazing Race coverage here, and, and then I'll let the outro do the rest of it. But Colin, oh, thank you.
0: You're welcome.
1: And Jamie, thank you. Oh, she's okay. eating sausages right now She can't oh, she's eat. off eating sausages and cheese and <laughs> yep. yelling at you and telling you to shut up exactly <laughs> ah married life <laughs> but yeah that's it uh see you next week at departure time Tip.
0: thanks for downloading this episode from the oz network make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by apple